Welcome back to Without a Mic Podcast. This is Spencer Cook, and this will be a popcorn review of Nightmare Alley, which is on HBO Max. Uh, just barely came out of theaters, went on HBO Max. Uh, this film is nominated for Best Picture and a couple other nominations. Uh, director is Guillermo del Toro, who is known for The Shape of Water, which he did win Best Director, and the film won Best Picture back in 2017. Um, he's also known for Pan's Labyrinth, the original Hellboy 1 and 2, and the new Pinocchio film, which will be coming out on Netflix this year, 2022. So the cast is a pretty awesome cast. Uh, Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, Willem Dafoe, Rooney Mara, many more. Um, and it is rated R. So let's, try, let's dive into it. So the synopsis of this film uh, states, In 1940s New York, down on his luck, Stanton Carlisle endears himself to a clairvoyant and her mentalist husband at a traveling carnival. Using newly acquired knowledge, Carlisle crafts a golden ticket to success by swindling the elite and wealthy. Hoping for a big score, he soon hatches a scheme to con a dangerous tycoon with help from a mysterious psychiatrist who might be his most formidable opponent yet. So the way I usually do my written reviews is I talk about what you see, what you feel, and what you hear from this film. And then I give my take, so kind of my own opinion and how I felt about the film. And then I give a grade, you know, one out of, you know, one out of 10, one being the worst, 10 being the best. And so let's dive into it. I will not have any spoilers, so don't worry about that. Um, but what you see, feel, and hear from this film, uh, the tone is darker. So it's a, it's a darker film. It's a little bit saturated. So you kind of feel, um, you kind of feel immersed into the environment of this film. I feel like anytime a film is saturated, you feel like there's a heavier focus on what's happening around the actors. But what I really enjoyed about this film is that it was incredibly authentic at the same time. So they, they had a lot of close-up moments with the emotions on these actors and these characters, which you don't tend to see a lot of times. Um, you know, many times if the film is authentic and focused on the actors and their emotions, the cinematography is kind of more authentic as well. It's not super saturated. It's not, um, it's not like this darker... Um, I guess a, a good relation would be to, uh, you know, like photos. If you edit photos, you can add filters to photos. And a lot of times, the more f filters you add, the less authentic it feels. And that was kind of the, the case with this film is they added this saturated feel to it, but it felt incredibly authentic. And I found that impressive. Uh, the score, so the music of this film, uh, it was a bit anxious. You know, you, you feel a bit anxious throughout this film, which fit the plot perfectly. Um, but yet there's kind of this constant curiosity that's turning throughout the entire film. Anytime you hear a sound, you know that something's building um, and that it fit exactly to what the plot was. Uh, the acting stood out to me. So the acting was phenomenal. I would say this was one of Bradley Cooper's best performances up to date. Granted, he, you know, he used to be well known for his rom-coms or his comedies, you know, with Wedding Crashers, Hangover, you know, the entire Hangover series. And then he's developed himself into this this very serious actor, you know, with American Sniper and A Star is Born, which he also directed A Star is Born. And now he's he's finding himself, you know, as a producer for the Joker. Um, he's finding himself a, in a serious role in this film, which he did so well. And then Kate Blanchett, who I believe is low-key, you know, a top five actress today. And you can see that with her performance. So she is a she is in a supporting role, but she's very meticulous, very very con-like, um, a little bit scary, a little bit hesitant, but you you really admire the way that she embraces that role. 
And then the story is kind of split in two worlds. That's the way that I, I like to explain it. Because the first half of the film is really based around this carnival. And then the second half is really based around the wealthy and elite, which you can read from the synopsis. And both parts have very interesting details that you need to pay attention to. Um, and this and those details will come back as the film progresses. Um, the film felt kind of horror-like, uh, but it never crossed that border. So it kind of is this psychological thriller, but because of that saturated feel, you almost feel like you're you're entering this horror film. You almost feel like something exceptionally bad is going to happen and, and really scary, but it never really crosses that horror feeling, but it does stay in this, this really psychological thriller vibe. It stays in that energy throughout the entire film, and that kind of keeps you engaged. And then uh, my last take here with kind of what you see, feel, and hear is the ending um, is one of the most subtle yet satisfying closing scenes that I can personally remember. If you are familiar with Christopher Nolan films, such as The Prestige, um, Inception, Interstellar, The Dark Knight series, um, and many more, the ending is very similar to the way that Christopher Nolan wraps up his films. And I enjoyed that. It was refreshing. Of course, you have to pay attention to the details that happen throughout the film in order to understand the full kind of grasp or the full capacity of the ending. But I really enjoyed it. So my take. Um, I enjoyed this film. I, I actually wanted to see this film in theaters, and I'm a little disappointed that I didn't. But I'm glad that I was able to watch it on HBO Max. It's accessible for everybody who has HBO Max. Um, it is a slow burner, so kind of go into this film um, understanding that I don't have the specific runtime listed, but I believe it's about two and a half hours. So you understand, you don't understand Bradley Cooper's character um, from the standpoint. It kind of dives in really quick to his character, but then from there, it's a slow burner. And you got to kind of prepare yourself because there are many dry moments throughout the film that kind of distract your attention. But my advice would be during those dry moments, kind of pay attention to the environment and what's happening. Um, that's kind of the beauty of having a saturated film or kind of these, um, maybe these filtered type, you know, moments is that you can focus on the art that's happening during those slow story moments. I would say the two things that really captured my attention, though, was the acting, of course. Um, I mean, the, the entire cast is phenomenal. I mean, you even had moments from Willem Dafoe that were, that were noteworthy, that you remember throughout the film. And then of course, Rooney Mara, she plays a huge part in this film. Uh, she did phenomenal. So definitely the acting and then the film style, as I mentioned throughout the, the couple notes that I've, that I've listed. And then the cinematography is definitely what keeps you engaged throughout the entire film, whether the story is slow or it's not. So I'd say my overall grade that I would give this film is a 7.6 out of 10. Definitely not perfect. It had its moments where, you know, you, you said, I wish they would have done this different. I wish they would have, you know taking those gaps out of the film or maybe, you know, included details that that kind of had a little bit more meaning to the overall story arc, but the acting was great. The the film felt authentic even though it had a saturated feel, and I enjoyed it. So, I probably won't watch it again for a little while just cuz it is a longer film and it's a slow burner, but it's definitely one that you will want to watch once at least. So, that is my review of Nightmare Alley. I hope you go see it. It's on HBO Max and have a good one.